By God, we're still clinging uh, on. <laughs> we're still clinging on, and we're still here for you, and we're still uh, listening and watching and reading all the gorgeous pop culture stuff. My name's Bina 007, feeling increasingly old because apparently Vox now a decade old. Um, but we're going to turn up the energy and get all excited about The Witcher Season 2. Thank you, Netflix, for dropping The Witcher Season 2, starring the incredibly buff Henry Cavill on my birthday (laughs) this year. I really appreciate it, and I know that was a personal shout-out, so I'm hearing you, I'm receiving that, and that was generous and (laughs) well-received. I'm joined today by my fellow vassals. We have Ink Has Rain. Hi, Michal in real life. She's going to bring up the pep and the energy to this jindig. I'm also joined by David HHH. Hi, it's David, and I'm David HHH on the Discord and whatever else is left <laughs> of the old school. By the way, listener, if any of if any of you know how to record on Discord now that Craig has retired, do let us know, and we'll love you forever. Um, I'm also joined by fellow Vox curator Adam. Hey, this is Adam, aka Drownstone. And last but definitely not least, it's Bing. Hey, I was once upon a time shoe shiner. That time might be long in the past now. Okay, so it's fair to say we're going to spoil all things uh, Witcher, certainly the TV show, potentially the books, potentially the video game. Um, So, you know, you have been forewarned. Maybe it makes sense to go around the group first, give your lemon cake rating out of five for season two. Maybe say the context in which you watch it. So whether you're just a pure show watcher, um, also read the books, also did the video games. I think that does add context to how people have been receiving season two. So I will say that my name's been at 007 and I'm the person I hated from Game of Thrones watching because I haven't really read the books. I kind of made an attempt and I stopped and I definitely haven't played the video game. So I just take The Witcher as TV and receive it. And I would give this season a three and a half out of five definitely up on season one because i had no idea what was happening in season one <laughs> so i receive it you know with no baggage with no context i am but a babe wandering in the woods Mikhail, how about you i guess i would be a newly burdened person um i mean i i didn't watch season one having read the books um and also had no idea what was going on and didn't like it that much but kind of was just sort of like swept along with the communal hype um and then yeah in the interim i read the books and really liked them um and now i watched season two and really liked it i i certainly have some beefs with it some that have to do with changes from the books and some that are just kind of plot and story choices that i'm i'm not totally sure was that were as effective as i hoped but um yeah i don't i I quite enjoyed watching it, and I actually was not totally expecting to based on season one, so good time for so me. What would your lemon cake rate? Oh, yeah, we have to rate stuff, right? Um, I'd probably <laughs> give it a four to four, probably like a 4.25 if we're going to get, like, mm-hmm. annoyingly specific. And what would last year, I mean, last season have been? 
Um, well, it's been a very long time since I watched it, but honestly, I probably would have given it like a two and a half, three. Like, I just huh. didn't feel like it was a very sophisticated endeavor and was quite confusing. And I thought that this season really brought it and like, it just felt like a a more solid TV show to, to me. Yeah, we can get into it, but I think the pandemic probably helped it by giving them a bit more time. Oh, for sure. Um, David, how about you? So I watched last season before having read the books and I probably would give it around a three. Then I read the books with our reread and I now played the first game, only the first, <laughs> the one everyone hates. And I just, just, just finished watching season two um, early this morning. I was up late and I'm up now. And I just want to say that my head feels like it's lodged between the buttocks of a fat and sexually rageful goat. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite quote of the season from from our favorite Jaskier, who's now been called Jaskier <laughs> this season for some reason. It's now become a Y. But in any case, um, I and still not deadline. I know, right? <laughs> um, I I liked it. I, I mean, the first season I probably would have given a three or so. It was good. It was solid. It wasn't. Oh my God! It was just nice. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, this season I liked a lot more. I don't know how much of that was being more immersed in the culture, having read the books or not. Um, but I thought it was a solid show. I like, I mean, there were tons and tons of changes from the books, some of which were just things happening faster. Some of them were more complex characters. But all in all, I, I liked it. I, I, I was there for the changes. I thought most of them worked well and it made for a solid season. we got a lot of stuff going on around Siri who's obviously the main character of this. A 50 for a rating here. So I would have given the first season three, this one probably somewhere between a four and a four and a half. Okay, so pretty consistent with McCall. How about you, Adam? Yeah, so I, um, let's see, I played The Witcher 3 game. I probably put like dozens of hours into that, but I have not finished it because that's like just one of those games you just come back to, and I don't know, just haven't really push to finish it uh the first season i hadn't read any of the books or anything and it was a bit confusing so that kind of pushed me to to read the books along with everyone else i think i probably would have given that like a three or three and a half at the time if i remember correctly and um then since then i've, I've read the books and you know a lot more of this kind of makes sense and this season i'd probably give like uh four vials of witcher elixir out of five i guess um yeah i mean it, it has the strength of actually like trying to tell a story you know and there's a continuous narrative uh it's a bit more connected than the first season was kind of based off of the the short stories and um there were some big changes from the books um which were fine we'll get there we'll, get, know, there. we'll, we'll get, there. get there but a couple of them that i was just like oh this is you know like especially the finale parts of that that kind of didn't really work for me so that's why I'd, i'll take a point off but I, I really enjoyed it i had a good time um we got some more music you know so bing please tell me you hated this otherwise this is going to be the most consensus oh, yeah. history of podcast bing won't let us down bing won't i will definitely let you guys down uh because i'm i'm going, going to give it a 2.5 to 3 yes uh, although to be fair that it, I, I don't remember exactly what rating I gave throughout the when we did the 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 read the 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 box for the, the for the book of the series. I, I'm pretty sure that's basically the around the same grade. I gave the same the, the books they're trying to adapt okay. as well. So it's, and is it so I'm not trying to be a, a gamer? Is it because you have witches? No, I've and I have com 
No, I'm actually much more of a. I actually much more enjoy the books more than the, the okay. games. I will say at this point. Uh, I've consumed basically every single Witcher media thing, with the exception of, I think those weird comics seem Polish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no. Okay, so I haven't consumed any of those comics, so that, that's fair. Uh, I've even watched the original Polish Twitch TV show. Oh, yeah. He's too <laughs> which, is, which is really, really bad, so I don't recommend anybody else doing that. Um, but I anyway, heard there's so, a screenshot of just Geralt and Dandelion walking around holding hands from that oh, show. I just want to see that. Right? So there are several great screenshots. If you If you love other camp that uh, that's a, that that might be a good watch. Um, anyways, for this season, so my issue isn't any re- regarding anything regarding uh, spe- specific plot changes or quote unquote character assassination, which is what the Witcher uh, forum in, on Reddit loves to throw around, which is com- also doesn't make complete. It's also other nonsense. Uh, I, I also think it's much better. Uh, show show definitely for people who are coming into The Witcher without having consumed other Witcher media because it is more linear. It is a story that actually makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just don't like some of the atmospheric stuff and some of the directions they took with some of the characters. Um, Okay. Okay. All right, then let's get get into it. Let's start off firstly with structure. I mean, clearly one of the criticisms of season one was that the non-linear and differing timelines were complicated for people to understand, including me. So they've definitely gone, you know, at the end of season one, they've united the three main characters and now um, they've gone for linear structure. Do you feel in general that that was successful, guys? Or do you feel that, you know, as one of you said just before, it's not sophisticated TV and this makes it even less sophisticated and even (laughs) less demanding? Thoughts, feelings? I think this helped with, I mean, it's a complicated world, right? So, like, I, I don't I don't think I need it to have, like, super elaborate storytelling structure in that way. Um, and I think it also really helps when they're getting into politics, right? Like, they, they it's, it's challenging to do politics, period. And I know that the politics in the season didn't work for everyone. Um, so I, I feel like ha- throwing timelines into that would have made it even more difficult and to be fair we get that amazing meta commentary of like the guy like shitting on yaskir for his song about how he and he he had no idea until the fourth stanza that it took place in different timelines and all this like (laughs) wonderful commentary on itself um so yeah i was i was totally fine with it okay i kind of agree actually i feel very much that it helped and it was yeah. useful for like newbies like me. Um, mm-hmm. Did anyone hate it? Or did anyone feel that this was just a less satisfying viewing experience because of that, that it was, it just felt too simple and, you know, monster of the week with it. I don't actually think they, their attempt at uh, non-linear storytelling was some sort of sophisticated attempt at storytelling. I think they did it because they, that was what they came up with to try to cram together several uh, short stories that have no connection with each other whatsoever, other than a few of the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and they went for a le- more linear approach because the book they're adapting is basically a completely linear book this time around. Yeah, exactly, um, with an episode, a first episode on the short story that feeds into yeah. it, but yeah, just much yeah, easier. Basically. To- mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I completely yeah. agree with that. Okay. Yeah. I, also, I also think okay. one of the reasons they did the nonlinear in last season was because they wanted to tell more of both series and Yennefer's backstories. Sure. So, but then that's done now, so they don't need to do that. <laughs> I mean, we're still getting little flashes, but right, yeah, like, they, they wanted to actually have Siri involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, reading an interview with the showrunner in the Hollywood Reporter, um, it's clear that she felt that her major regret from season one was not having enough about Siri. So that has clearly been redressed now. Yeah. And I can, I guess we can get into it um, as we go further through the discussion points of whether that was at the expense of Yen um, and her storyline making any sense whatsoever. Um, I, I also feel like series actress has improved a lot in the you know two years or whatever. Um, and just, just did a better job. Mm, I'm not true. sure if the, the actress in, improved or she was just given much, much better material because a lot of the stories she was given in the first season yeah, nonsense. <laughs> we will never know. Much like Who Killed JFK, it will be a mystery. Um, so the other big change, because this is one of the books that I did actually read. Another change I felt, but you guys can correct me because my knowledge of these books is sketches. It felt like we had the core three characters, so the, the Yen storyline was there all the way through the season, um, maybe at the expense of the of CSI Triss, as I called her in my show notes, <laughs> that it felt that in the book that was the major female counterpart to Geralt, and that relationship got a bit shortchanged. How do you guys feel about that, especially you book law people? From the game perspective, you know, I'm like, Team Triss, but from the book perspective, really, um, yeah, yeah. don't don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, from the book perspective, she doesn't get quite as much play. But I, I feel like they did try to play her up a little bit more here. Um, but I don't know. There's only so much time. Yeah, I don't know if they ever really got the characterization of Triss down. Yeah, either this season or last season. Um, and I'm not sure if it's the problem the actress, probably the writing, or some combination, or some come something completely different, but or maybe even directing. Uh, I meant to think that there's an attraction there, right, or a, or a charismatic. Spot. Yeah, you're supposed to. I yeah. think so, but it's not. They don't well, I mean, it. in the books, they've explicitly hooked up before, right. and yes. uh, and then she spends kind of about a third of her time on page just shitting her guts out because she gets a stomach bug while they're traveling it's like literally <laughs> the, the story um so i'm fine with them leaving that out um yeah, that is not painful compelling tv yeah right i i, I don't know I, I feel like i'm being like pollyanna on this but i i really like the actress who plays tris and i liked her kind of very like shatterable quality this season it definitely felt like she was going through something and you know she was you know, reaching out to Geralt for that reason. Um, and like, I, I, I don't quite know where they're going with her character now um, with her kind of turn against, uh, you know, Siri, but I, I, I found it a very nice addition and like her friendliness with the witchers was, was a nice thing to see and all that. Yeah, no, I really liked her as a character, but I just thought, Oh, wasn't she meant to have a romantic history with Geralt? And I wasn't mm -hmm. feeling but then again, yeah. I never really feel much sexual chemistry between Geralt and Yennefer, so mm -hmm. 
TV show, which I think is problematic. And in fact, because they sort of glowed up and aged up Syria, I was getting kind of creepy daddy daughter vibes off the two. <laughs> I think yeah. there is a weird thing about Henry Cavill, <laughs> whereby <laughs> deeply, deeply mm. good looking, and yet I never find him to be sexy on screen. But maybe mm. that's just me. And believe me, I've given a fair amount of thought to this. Um, that that his like leather battle suit and stuff isn't like sexy. I don't know. I, he just seems cool. It is not. I, I don't see. I don't yeah. Know. Uh, anyway, okay, I think it, he's. I think he's a guy's view of sexy, like a straight guy's view of sexy. But he's a, he's a guy's view of like you know the the strong but silent. You know. Right. The, exactly. That silent. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, any any more on Tris before we I, move? I to feel like. Again? I feel like with Triss, both in the books and also in the show, although not so much in at least the first game, she's more of a a plot element. Like, she's there to make things happen rather than yeah. to be an interesting character in her own right. And I don't think they've given her enough development in either the books or on the show, although they mm. do more in the games, I think. I mean, she was barely in the first season, and they clearly right. kind of sidelined her here. But, I mean, they gave her the red hair. True. One thing I think is, is interesting to keep track of is that the books are very explicitly like Yennefer and Geralt are not exclusive. They are right. super dear to each other and that develops True. into like a really intense love. Right. And they are never, ever sexually exclusive. And like, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if the show knows how to engage with that. And I don't blame them because it's a it's a hard thing to sell. I think in like certainly America, like mm -hmm. that that kind of relationship. Um, and I think having established something like that with Triss would just dive right into the complication, especially since she and Yennefer are explicitly friends. And Triss, like Geralt, thinks that Yennefer's dead, but Triss knows that she's quite alive. So you know, I I think it will be interesting going forward to see if they do actually engage with that because they both have some important relationships that happen that around that are not each other's but um yeah, yeah. i'm trying to think and i really hope they do in, in mainstream tv whether fantasy or otherwise is there any example of a loving but open relationship expanse expanse there's the polyam belter fam <laughs> Okay, I haven't watched that, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, but yeah, okay. There's a whole crew of a ship that are basically a polyamorous, like, I don't know how many, eight of them or something, six of them. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. I suspect they're not going to go for that here, but it'll be interesting to see, <laughs> therefore, what they do do with Chris and some of those other characters going forward. Um, let us let us transition to Yennefer, so the other of Geralt's love interests. This was kind of surprising to me because there is an enti her entire season storyline is the idea that after the Battle of Sodden, she has lost her power over chaos and has effectively lost her magics mm -hmm. um, and feels therefore newly, I don't know, am I interpreting this right, newly vulnerable and is therefore... Um, particularly open to being tempted by the season's big bad into giving up Siri, who she doesn't yet realise is Siri and Geralt, and very special to Geralt, to the big bad. How did we feel about this no magic CN storyline? Because 
at the start of it, I thought it was absolutely intriguing. Let's take a woman who has given up everything she thinks she holds so dear to have magic and then have her lose the magic and have really nothing there for. Right. It's her entire identity. Yeah, exactly. I thought that would be really (laughs) interesting. I was really here for it. Um, But I mean, I have issues with the actress he plays and I, I just didn't feel the writing or her were particularly up to that and therefore I never bought the plot mechanics of what happened therefore with Siri and the big bad and I can't figure out if that's because I think the whole big bad concept's bad or whether it's the yen bit in particular I'm so curious to see what the rest of you will think of this I don't know do, do most of you think the big the big question is <clears throat> You know, what was what was going on with Yennefer all along? I mean, she clearly loses her entire identity, right? I mean, like that her, her powers it's were very weird. Her... Yeah. Well, so like... I guess it's it's important to clarify well, and, and I'm honestly not sure what's right. Like I read it differently, Bina. I read it that she didn't actually lose her magic after Sodden, but that she since just hadn't used it, um, because she was wearing those those chains and then the deathless mother or whatever was actually took her magic away so the way the the yeah the deal would work is that you know francesca and frangilla who both sort of go a little bit more willingly into this deal both gain things to be taken away and then yennefer is kicking and screaming the whole time and holds out the longest and finally gets her magic taken away for that and then her her contribution of pain will be what she'll do to get to get that back so i liked seeing her hold out like she really does hold out for quite a long time against this this force. So for me, that was almost more of the the angle that I was watching. Oh wow, okay. By the way, does someone have like the TV on in the background yeah. or something? Sorry, yeah. siblings and whatever. Sorry. <laughs> Oops. Okay, so yeah, I no, I, I thought she still had magic until that scene. Yeah, I, so I, did I. I. I did. And Which, I think that's, that's the whole thing. like vulture recaps and other recaps day, and I think many people have got the wrong end of the stick on that. Then, which um, maybe tells you how I don't watch this as closely as I would watch other things that I think are textually more sophisticated or interesting. I don't know, or maybe it was just being dumb. Hmm. Oh, I I totally believe that she just lost her powers after the battle, that she burned herself out or something. That's that's how I get. That's how yeah. I saw it. And it's, what's more, I, that's how I, I thought she uh, saw it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I thought she was exhausted, and then she got captured, and then after that, you know, I don't know. I, I thought, like, she could have used her magic up until up until it was taken, but, you know, they don't just use it for everything all the time, either. Um, okay. I probably need to go back and rewatch. So how did I you just, feel? I, I, thought, I thought it felt cheap, just the whole plot of, oh, we gotta take her magic away, is like this, it just, I don't know, it felt... More like, oh, this is because they have to. She's not supposed to be here, and they have to give her something to do, but they can't have her do too much, and this is the reason she can't do this. And the, you know, it was one of those that like felt okay. more of like a narrative yeah. device than a natural. Plot. I mean, it didn't feel cheap to me because I thought I know it's a narrative device, but it's a really interesting thing. Let's see what happens mm-hmm. to her. You know, when she's she's already lost motherhood and now she's lost magic. So I kind of liked Can it, but I just didn't like life. what they did with it. Right. I mean, and especially since, like, but... and, and like where it takes us at the end. And especially, be a slight book Sorry. purist here and interject. Yeah. So I'm I'm more afraid that they're taking a plot line for a separate character and applying it to Yen. 
because there's going to be another character, well, at least in the books, that's going to lose her power, that that's going to lose their magic. That's going to be a huge, much more longer and more important driving plot going forward. And I don't know, oh. are they going to balance okay. this so with Yen losing her powers? Uh, so I don't know how character? it could happen. Like, how's that going to work then? I don't know. Uh, I mean, they has to. I mean, depends on how closely they adapt the books. But even if they're trying to stick somewhat closer to the books, they ha- it has to happen. Well, I don't know. Yeah, sure. But like, I mean, so so now uh, in the comments, it might be an inspiration for this, which sure. But it feels too close. <laughs> um, but surely they can't now go back and do that with another character, even if it just is an inspiration, right. Mikhail, because like it, it's well, going to just feel too or to unless they're trying to make a point about things echoing out and how different people kind of cope with it but I feel they can't go back and do that as a plot for a whole season surely well the way it is in the books um at least if I'm thinking of the same thing that Bing is thinking of it's actually much more of a choice on the part of of the person who loses their magic um and it's actually a it's like an emotional culmination um, as opposed to just kind of a thing that happens to them. I I lean toward this being maybe a, just so you know, or if, if that's the case, anyway, anyway, regardless, they're making the case that fire magic is, is bad news and can hurt you. Um, so I, I think they might be laying that groundwork that this can be a very dangerous thing to play with if, if they choose to go that way. Okay. Well, we can talk about that as and when this happens, but I feel it's dangerous to borrow forward plot if you really are going to at some point then revisit it. Um, How do you guys like the the acting in this series in general and Yen in particular? Or the actress playing Yen? Mm, I don't know. I'm not sure what she's... I think she's she's doing a job <laughs> but like she just doesn't feel like Yennefer to me a lot of the time I don't know like maybe it's like she's not like cocky enough or I, yeah. I don't know what I'm thinking like she just feels uh, yeah I mean Yennefer to me is like in your face and right like takes no prisoners and even you know losing her magic and being you know that, that's a whole other thing but just like even before that I mean, she does have, you know, that wit in those moments where she's kind of like, well, you know, I'll do what I want. But just, I don't know, like the, the bravado, I guess. I don't know what I'm, what mm-hmm. I'm you know, looking for. It's just not there. She She's not a ball of spikes in this season. And, like, a, a friend of mine was commenting that, like, everyone is kind of got a niceness bath a little bit in this season. And, like, some of the, some of the snark and mm. some of the sharpness is a little worn off. So I would put that up to the writing, honestly, less than the, the acting. Cause I do feel like that's something like a choice they made across the board. And I have conflicted feelings on it. Cause I, I like, I like seeing these people be nice, but also I recognize that that's also not fully in their characters. Um, I actually, I love the actress though. I, re- I just really like watching her. I think she, she is very, you know, it's complicated, right? Cause she is very young and she's supposed to be playing, playing someone very old and very powerful and very rude. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting performance. I, I, I can see why it might not work for some people. 
Um, and I do agree that certainly this season, the, the chemistry with uh, Geralt was sort of lacking. Um, but as, as a whole, I kind of, you know, she can wander through the woods screaming out spells and falling. I'll watch. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I think I think the I, thing I, is that her storyline this season is different. I mean, in the books, I feel like, you know, anytime she's there, she's center stage and steals the show. And I think for this season, she's she's playing vulnerable. So I think that's it's hard to, to, to do that, like, you know, big of a presence when you're feeling like you're useless and your identity has gone. That's probably part of it. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, when I think of Jennifer, yeah. I think of someone like like a Claudia Black or someone, you know, who's just yeah. like, you know, you're like, oh, they're they are their own orbit, you know. Right. Right. They draw your yeah. attention immediately. That's really attractive about her in fantasy fiction. Is this very powerful alpha, just very co- like very confident in her own beauty and sexuality and just yeah, I just don't get that here, which I find. Um, problematic but yeah you're right they've gone for a they've gone for a more vulnerable storyline and the bit where she's supplicant to Geralt at the end is quite moving the bit where he kind of huskily says mine you know it it does it it hits the spot or it works for me but I just thought Yen was a bit sacrificed on the altar of um, narrative choices and character choices this season that I wasn't hugely excited about I mean, to be fair, she's not a huge part of Blood of Elves, to the best of my recollection. Right. So, like, they yes, kind of had wasn't. to do what they did with Siri last season, which is just kind of, like, invent some stuff. But, you know. I think the fundamental problem the TV show has with Jennifer and will have, continue to have with Jennifer is that she is not in, like, even... She's barely in, like, a quarter of the books. Yeah. And they're, they're playing her up to be a much, much more central character to the story than she actually is. And, I mean... She's important in the story, but she doesn't actually show up in the story that much. Yeah, um, like right. Like when she's there, she's everything. everything. Yeah. When she's there, she takes off the stage. Um, it's sort of like Sauron in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, exactly. How did you feel about the idea? Well, let's talk about the big bad, and let's talk about whether you feel it was credible that Yen would really have. Um, sacrificed a child. How did you like the big bad of this season? I think it was magical bullshit. I didn't. <laughs> I mean, it was okay. It was. It was a. It was just a. I don't know. It just felt not great. Uh, it felt like a lazy invention. And for for everything that they've done with this show, um, they've they've made some changes from the books to kind of give it more action and we actually see some witchering going on which like we've commented before in the books there's surprisingly little witchering that happens um like th- that's some f- fun stuff that you, you kind of need for a tv show they've done a great job and here i don't know um it it just felt very out of left field it didn't feel developed as much as you'd want it to be and then at the end you're like oh this per- this witch was actually just um member of the wild hunt just an elf what's going on like i don't know what's happening you know uh, she's she's neither i think she's actually baba yaga well they kind of that's what they were if you watch like like right afterwards it starts playing like the making of season two on netflix and that's what they said it's like oh you can see she's just you know a member of the wild hunt i'm like what 
Right. I mean, I feel like she joins the wild hunt. Like, I feel like that's that was part of where she was trying yeah. to go. It wasn't necessarily. What they were saying in the the commentary was that like that's where she's from and that's where she's been oh. trying to get back to. So I think so Adam were assuming assuming that they're adapting the books on who the wild hunt are, right? Correctly. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know exactly where. Right. Right. I so. feel like they're taking and he, and here's my actually my main complaint with the show. They're actually taking a lot more inspiration from the video games than they actually want to. They actually admit to, and they probably and if you look at Karen Moran, Moran it looks exactly right, like the video games. That, oh, we don't, we're not yeah. doing the video games. We're not doing the video games. Except here's Karen Moran for the video gamers, and here's Witchering for the video yeah. gamers. Which, which yeah. those are good things. And the signs. That's fine. That's fine. That, all that stuff is for this awesome. Role as a major video game fan, and he that, is that's all like. Fine. A, yeah, and he's, you know, one of the most powerful people influencing the way forward for it. So he is, you know, sure. that's surprising. That's fine. Right. I don't like the fact that the, the games are not influencing yeah. Because this is because the I, Wild I, Hunt, the fact that they have other people as part of the Wild Hunt, other than exactly what it is in the books, that's a video game thing. Right. But and why there are other pull elements why, that's, why going, that, that, that's more important that is more video game. That's even more concerning to me. It's just you, I don't know. I guess we're more critical if you swing and miss, and I feel like the you know the the mother or whatever was a swing and a miss. I feel like it it just I don't know. It was like eighty percent um, tired and like I don't know. It just didn't feel it, it was boring to me. I don't know. I feel like the one thing I liked about her plot line is that it tied all of the major storylines together really in a way in a nice neat bow in that everyone is being tempted by this one character who's you know controlling everything and i and i think it gave i gave i think it gave the multiple storylines in this season a cohesion that they didn't have last season so on that level i think it worked which is why they did it right but i just felt that um you know, I could, I could, it felt so credible to me that Siri, this lost orphaned girl, would be so drawn back to a to a real fantasy of how life might have been, um, with her family still alive and you know her beloved courtier still alive. That felt so real to me, and that Geralt's voice could somehow yank her out. But the the whole thing with Yen and how she right, reacted, I felt, was not credible. Um, but I do want to go back and unpick. So something you said, Bing. So is it? Why don't you like the video game going back and influencing the TV show? Is it because of a particular narrative that they're doing that you don't think makes sense? Or is it just in general you don't like the video? Because the author himself is pretty relaxed, right, about right. things surging sure. and just being in the world. So I'm just really curious. The atmosphere of the video game. Is, so when I speak, and really when I speak video games, I'm really just speaking Witcher 3 because that's the only video game that matters to people out in the general fandom, let's be honest. Um, the, the atmosphere of the Witcher 3, especially the main plot of the Witcher 3 going at the end, is going for a very different direction than what the books are going for. Um, and I like and, and I, like, I like both things separately, but when they sort of converge like this, I don't know. Um, it's, so again, it's not so much about the, 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 the big bad, whatever, I don't really, she, she's already gone from the, main, from the story. Maybe she comes back, it doesn't really matter. She's not important. Um, it's much more sort of the, some of the larger implications of what this of what they're trying to push the story to become in general in the general atmosphere they're trying to build it that i don't know i'm not quite 
Okay. Well, I mean, the Wild Hunt guess, in general is more of a book thing, right? I mean, a sh- uh, game thing, right? Like, yeah. I, as I recall, well, they're, 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 in like the books. <laughs> they're in the books, but they're not big in the books. Yeah, I, no. I yeah, I, I feel like Siri has like one or two encounters with them. It's just not like they're they're present, but it's not a big deal. Um, and I I feel like they might be building that up. Like I, I don't know, you could you could almost imagine like the next like three seasons like the villain at the end of each one is like haha now i'm part of the wild hunt and we're coming through yeah. or something yeah. um but if i could just so speak to the deathless mother thing for a <laughs> sec like i thought it was i i don't like it like i definitely did feel like almost scooby dude that it was like aha and here's the villain and you know whatever like now she's in charge of siri which, for some reason and whatever um but i did I mean, A, I, I appreciate the inclusion of an Eastern European mythology figure that is actually not in the books, to the best of my knowledge. Um, and I was very confused by the whole thing until the house stood up on chicken legs. And I was like, oh, OK, there we go. That's what we're doing here. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. But I also I don't know. I, I felt like what it does for, I guess, the three for for Yennefer for 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 Fringilla and for for Francesca, I I did find that quite compelling, like that mm-hmm. that idea of making a deal with the devil and thinking you've gotten out of it, and then you know on Jennifer's case, trying to refuse making a deal with the devil, um, I, I I thought it ended quite like in a in a like all the pieces kind of locked satisfyingly for mm. me at the end, certainly with Fringilla and Francesca. Francesca's storyline was badass. Yeah, you know, I I always refer to pregnant elf woman, but the scene where she goes and just massacres all the babies is yeah, that was killing thing. I mean, that was yeah, that was probably the best season. It was phenomenal. Yeah, so good, chilling, and so chilling. Yeah, and you don't see anything. Such a good actress. She's so good. And I was like, can you imagine if she were playing Yennefer? My God, that woman is just so cool. Um, (laughs) Can I raise the second the other opinion? I guess. The popular opinion here. I yeah, hated yeah, Francesca yeah. in the show. I hated Francesca in the show. I think that, no, that might be why? to me. Why? Not liking, not liking the, the big bad as a whole and not even appreciating to that degree because I hated Francesca. I mean, first of all, Francesca in the books is barely a character. Uh, right. She showed up in two chapters where she has a main sort of point of view. Uh, mm. Well, two parts of two chapters. Um, so she's not that important, but I don't like that. I just, I, I, I mean, it's just too generic to me. I don't know. Uh, I first of all, I don't like that. The, a murderous, badass elf queen. I, I found that really unique. And brilliant. But the thing yeah. is, she's not and a I, badass. And I really love the, most characters, like the, the baby getting murdered. And then like, you know, I mean, she was not like, let's go kill all the humans, children, you know? Um, yeah. And then, and then, of course, the reveal I, at the end was great. The, the, again, I'm coming from this from a book perspective and not necessarily from, like, we must adapt the plot in this and this and way. I'm much more general from more the atmosphere, uh, the the feel of the story. The, Francesca in the books is much more, I feel like her motives are much more complicated. Her, her the reasons why she joined uh, Nelfka, which she, she, by the way, so... The elves just joined the uh, elves joined Elfgar long before the 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 the, the, the they did in the TV show. They were already 
uh, oh, okay. part of the alliance with Nilfgaard long before uh, Battle of Sodden. Um, and I feel like the motivations of the elves and of, and just the characterization of the elves in general is just much more interesting in the books than just mm-hmm. just, just you know motivated by pure vengeance or, or, or also I do not like the pregnancy aspect at all. <laughs> I hate how the, and I hate how they bring back pregnancy as some sort of some sort of main driving motivation for women for female characters in the show. I mean that's not unaccurate as a like, right. I think I think two things are going sure. on right like they for on on the one hand like they completely jo- dropped Yennefer and that which which has some That's... impact for Yennefer's like relationship with Siri at the end and some some of the issues I have with that but Yennefer doesn't really bring it's barely mentioned for her um I just thought that Francesca was coming at it from a completely different angle. Like people can want to have children for different reasons. Like Yennefer's desire to have a child is always a little bit selfish, you mm. know, it's it, or yeah. actually a lot selfish, frankly. Um, she wants to do it because she can't. And right. like, not that that's, you know, that's, that's her choice. Um, but like, it's, it is a complicated thing. Whereas Francesca, to me, I thought they painted a very clear picture of someone who's, whose civilization was dying and now i mean is it the biggest deal if elves are not pure blood elves you know like that i don't know but obviously to her it is and like so so it wasn't just like i want to have a baby it's i literally want my my people to continue and like the i don't know the 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 reaction of all of the elves to the birth of the baby is like Mm -hmm. was really powerful to me Mm -hmm. and i i felt like they illustrated that quite well and i i what i thought they set up because i think a lot of the season is actually set up for i apparently they're planning like seven seasons so they're laying the groundwork for a lot of violence and you know, and, and, and changing loyalties and things like that. Um, like to me, Francesca now is a straight shot to the Skoya tile. Easy. Mm-hmm. There's, it's, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not a difficult path for them to walk in any, in any case. And you're going to understand why she's doing that and, and why, you know, she makes the choices she does, even if you condemn it. Um, so I, mm-hmm. yeah. Francesca was never Skoya tile though. Squirtail was used by No, Francesca. but she was promoting the Squirtile. She had she, 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 she has a whole conversation where she's like, I'm not pulling them off because Nilfgaard needs them. And like the and, But other, yeah, in the end she did. Sure, in the end, but a huge part of her plot is like, hey, you know, like I yeah, I realize I'm sending our people, our future, into the meat grinder and I'm gonna keep doing it. And like that mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I, I think I think you have to go there before you before you pull back. obviously plot wise. Hmm. I don't. Know. I just it is feel different, like, though. I mean, it's uh, definitely. It is very different. No, uh, I just. I don't know. I just don't feel as compelled. I, as I, I guess like it. Here is for uh, I, for, for at a, and I feel like it's the the books will deal deal with this pol- the political aspects of the relationship between elves and humans much more interestingly than just the the the, the show did. But I don't know. Maybe that's makes one more exciting tv so sure i thought it worked we shall see. i think it all depends on what they do with it right going forward whether it was worth it should we talk a bit about fringilla who is incredibly different um and has again like a really interesting season i thought i really like her 
I love the casting. I love the design of her and the costumes in particular. Um, how did you guys feel about Fringilla this season? So they're trying to walk her back a little bit in terms of in terms of her characterization from the first season, right? Yeah, not quite. She, she's definitely not as much of a weird fanatic that she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and the same thing. So, so I think we can actually just talk about Joe and Ka here together. Yeah, and, yeah, for uh, sure. And also, and I feel like it's. Room. Yeah, I feel like both they did. What happened to both characters are very important if they want to actually continue the books. Um, I'm still not completely satisfied with what he did with the here. Angela, bit better. Um, it's what Mikhail said earlier that everyone's had what was it a kindness cloak or a kindness yeah, edit? bath? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like yeah. Kahir's the opposite. I think they've made Kahir more like more uh, scheming and more convoluted than like in the books. He seems to be like going on a full redemption arc right from well, the start. So my view, so, I mean, first of all, I loved Fringilla in the show. I did not like her at all in the first season. I didn't know what she was doing there. And I I loved her her plot this season. I loved yeah. watching her friendship with Francesca. They pass the Bechdel test, like, all the time. Not that that's the most important thing, but it's cool. Um, and I, the irony of the way that concludes with, French, with Fringilla choosing to take credit for... Mm something that she would never ever ever have arranged for the sake was, of the it was so I, funny i'm gonna front and say i murdered these and he's like no i did it <laughs> yeah yeah i thought that was so beautifully ironic and like just the the last bit of like because the reason she makes the deal with the deathless mother in the in the first place is because that's her desire right is to be close to yeah. to the to the emperor and then the, and then it completely bites her in the ass and i i love that so much um so yeah, I thought that was a really effective plotline personally. Um, here, I just kind of have to I have to turn off my book goggles mm -hmm. because I really think that they're going for the Jamie Lannister, which is let's start him off as shitty and horrible and hateable as possible, right. and mm -hmm. then eventually arc him because uh... it looks like he's not a bad guy. Like even like even when the 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 worst we get of him is really from series perspective because she's a terrified child, and right. like right. It's, he's actually not books, a bad person is, ever. In books, he's never a bad guy, ever. Right, exactly. Yeah, it, it feels like right. a very different character, for sure. Yeah, yeah. so I, guess, I think I, I that they're doing... This, they're just starting like, him, like, way, way back on the runway. Way back. Right. Maybe this is the benefit of there being a video game. Um, but, like, we watched the first season, and I played the game, and then I read the books, and I kind of read the books, and they had that story. But I'm like, you know, there's also this other story in the games that I like. So I kind of trying to look at this is like it's an adaptation but it's also you know like you know i mean i guess these stories aren't that old but you know like robin hood you get different versions of it sort of thing i'm trying to look at this as like a different version of this show mm -hmm. a different version of the story they're giving us something they're going to borrow from other stuff as long as they do something good i'm open to it like i don't want to have to hold them to anything because i already you know basically accept two different worlds um you know in this same universe so you know what's 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 a third i guess i don't know I feel like Fragilla after this season is now much, much more interesting than she ever was in either the video games where she barely showed up in the video games, so whatever, uh, or in the books. Uh, so that's good. True. That's true. very positive. Yeah. That's very positive. Mm. I don't think I hear at this point. So we'll see what they, where they take his character. I think yeah, this yeah, season was yeah. a bit more it, promising it, yeah, for Kahir, yeah. but 
Uh, I'm still not there yet. Okay, here. Uh, he's just of so much, much, much better character in the books right now uh, than how they're trying to create him, mold him right now in the TV show. But we'll see what they take him. He is different this season, so maybe it's fun. Okay. Um, do we want to talk about the final reveal before we get into everything about Siri? So. The fact they've revealed, I was surprised. I this was genuine. I was the red wedding dress. I was like, no, <laughs> the dad's advice. Nice, nice. And no one told her. And he's the big evil emperor. Oh my god, <laughs> he's an emperor, right? Yeah, I just I have no idea what the fuck's going on there. Yeah. This little Dooney, this little you know the witch dude, and oh <laughs> yeah, I was I was very jaw on the floor surprised at that point. But you guys, I guess, knew all along because right. you knew. Right. I, I mean, I think it was a big surprise in the books. I don't know. Oh, it was a really was, big surprise in the books. I was wondering. And it comes if, much, I mean, much, much later. It, right, comes, it, comes, it in, comes basically in the last quarter of the last book. Right, and one right. thing, one thing I, I will admit, I the have no sympathy for book readers who are like, they revealed it out of order. It's like, yeah, yeah, they did. No, they couldn't they possibly to. have pulled this off visually otherwise. No. You get the TV they had to. visual they had medium to. folks. Yeah. <laughs> Can't have like fake reveals, like fault reveals in a visual. They probably could have, because I mean, we haven't seen him, and they kept him off camera all the time. But then I think people would have just guessed, and it would have felt late. Maybe, yeah, that's probably true. (laughs) Plus, someone would have spoiled it. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's not hard to find out. Like, who's who's the emperor? Oh, it's Siri's dad. Yeah, yeah, I think they clue that he's alive. People are into the show, you know, and it's a big reveal at the end of the first real season of narrative. Uh, I, I think it works. Yeah, it's 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 the Ned dying moment, isn't it? But I think the um apparently for the eagle eyed, when you go to the fake Siri fantasy that she's, you know, in the situation with her actual family and the courtiers at the ball, mm-hmm. and that all disappears. All the except people for him. were vanish except for him. So we should right. still alive. Da, da, da. Oh yeah. Right. I definitely noticed that. Oh, I, I did. But then again, we were looking for it because I was like, is he going to? Because he's not dead. <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice. I didn't notice it. But then I did go back and watch it again. So, oh, well, at least they're playing fair. You know, that's a nice little hat tip. So I thought that was really cool, I have to say. There there are also some interesting clues in the scene where Ciri's going through her weird mind palace thing with um with Triss. And she mm. sees the the scene of them preparing to get on the boat. Uh, that is also like there's there's a couple of things in there that oh. I I very hope much hope they they loop around and explore because that's kind of a story that doesn't get as much play in the books as I as I hope it will. Okay, cool. Um, well, it definitely worked. That was good TV from my perspective. And now it's cool because we get to have two like competing dads for Siri, right? Like. Uh, you know, eventually she's going to find this out, presumably, and then that is actually a serious choice for her. That also exists, by the way, as a main main sort of background plot in the Witcher 3 video game. I actually like that. That's fine. <laughs> I'm actually fine with that big part. I wonder how Geralt's going to uh, react. He's going to flip his lid. He'll be fine. fine. Yeah. Very chill. Mine. And then the Emperor's going to be mine. And then, yeah, that's going to be... It'd be interesting if they reveal that scene to girl to Geralt in the same point in the book as they do in the TV show. Mm. Uh, that would, so so we'll see how how that goes, or if Geralt's going to find out much earlier. But technically, uh, speaking, think, so from a legal perspective, by the law of whatever first surprise or whatever it is, 
despite the fact her dad's alive, he still kind of owns Siri in whatever weird way that whole possession thing is operating, right? Like well, the fact see from alive is kind of and so. I, I think the assumption with Amir is that he doesn't really care about uh, well, how laws of magic and nature work, and it's more about laws of him. <laughs> right. I feel much the same way. Can I just say, it's fun to say child surprise. <laughs> I don't <know> <laughs> <laughs> Like, well, surprise, that's something they say, oh, yeah, see, the child surprise. I'm like, I don't know, everyone just knows what they're saying. It's like, well, that sounds like to me like your kid's playing a prank on you or something, but I don't know. <laughs> Indeed. Um, but it I, makes me alone want to watch season three. Sorry, Mikhail. Oh, no, just like one thing I'll add is that I, I think to me, I, I you know, I love Kihir in the books, but I, I do think that this addition of a of someone who's actively losing this degree of faith that he had is interesting. Like, it's mm. definitely different, but it, it is like, you know, the it, we found him like really down and out at the beginning of the season, but he still had that intense belief. And now when that's taken away from him and he's down and out at the beginning of season three, like I, I, I am quite interested to see where that goes. It is well, very Jamie, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, did he lose his faith or did he just turn on him? I mean, like, well, I, mean, I, mean, I, I feel way, like, I mean, the, the emperor turned on him. I mean, like the emperor basically shit, you know, th- throws him aside. Right. Mm. So, It'll be interesting. Well, I mean, it is interesting because that's something I always wondered. It's like in the books, it's like not so clear why he was so on that side and now he's not. I mean, was it just because he was so obsessed with Siri? I mean, that's how, that's what I think they were going for in the in the books. Whereas here we actually have motivation. I mean, he's he's the Spartan lover, really, <laughs> politically. <laughs> I don't want to get into too much in the books. I feel like it started out as much more of Kihir not really proving himself to the emperor, but more proving himself to his dad and all the and, and all the family baggage. Uh, uh, and then it became about more about much more about Siri after actually much more about Siri after she spared him the second time. Um, get into that later. Um, but um, I don't know. He, he has the potential of developing into interest in, into interesting character going forward after the season, so that's good. Um, I still don't like where he started in the show. Agree. Okay, so we've cleared away everything apart from our big discussion of Siri, who is very much, I feel, central to the season in a way she re- was marginal to season one. So they've they've kind of not overcorrected, but. This really is her kind of coming of age story. There's a nice little training montage. Um, she's lost little Siri. She doesn't know what she's up to. She wants to, she bonds with Geralt, which I think works really well. You know, she wants to be a witcher even because that's all, you know, she wants to be like daddy, but then fast <laughs> at this concept. Um, and by the end, she's being pulled in the other way back to a reality that can't exist with her family and, how do we feel about Siri in this season? And in particular, her, I'm going to start really superficial. I thought this was a different actress. I was like, oh, they recast her much older. <laughs> and then everyone's like, no, she dyed her eyebrows and got eyelashes and she's just had a glow up. And I was like, oh, okay. Hmm. Yes. She's and I think it's you know, bad that she's aged up because yeah. I feel it would be a cuter relationship between her and Geralt if she looked I'm going to have to read the books now. Oh. You should, yeah. Bina. I mean, chapter, <laughs> like, the, Bina, there's a chapter which is a battle, 
and it's the major crowning battle of the se- of the series and like it has nothing to do with any of the major characters and it's so brilliantly written like mm-hmm. it's 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 a, like a, a a massive achievement in fantasy that is like nobody knows about because they haven't read the books and it's, i yeah and i'm a big fan of reading them and there's zero chance the show can adapt it the same way. Yeah, they're not gonna do it like that. In no way. Yeah. Hmm. Do they wear helmets? Uh, they wore helmets this season. I think so. Yeah. There are lots of helmets. Yeah, I really wish Siri would tie her hair back when she does training. I agree <laughs> I with that. Yes. Yeah. I know the cute like braid thing. I'm a little like, and she has that thing on her hair where like the loops are like. It's weird. I mean, it's nice, but I'm like, there's I don't, I don't know. You don't, you didn't do this yourself, and like, there's no one here. It's before yeah, there. I mean, it's major Danny vibes. I mean, they're clearly, they're clearly very heavily trying to figure out what worked and didn't work in Game of Thrones, and use that information, which isn't stupid. Um, so, how do you guys feel about the whole Siri plotline in general? Are you, in general, happy with how that played out and? you know, her relationship with Geralt. I mean, it, to me, that felt very much like the heart of the season and actually really worked for me. Right. It was happier. Other than her murdering all the extra witchers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, like we, 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 want, we brought more witchers in because we wanted to have this, like, happy home environment. And like, yeah, we got to get, get rid of some people here at the end. <laughs> You're like, dang it. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 mean, I didn't like that. Yeah, but whatever, other than that, witchers. her story was great. It was a great battle, though. The whole battle was done really well. Yeah, and they even had that bit, um, like in the in the first episode, like you know, right out of the book, where her second episode, where Trish shows up, and she's like, "Do you guys even have like you know cloths for her when she has her blood and shit?" And they're right. like, "What are you talking about?" And they're like, "You know, she can wear a fucking dress." And then you know, she like dresses them down. And they're like, "Oh, oh sorry." Yeah, I love that. <laughs> that was so cool. Like you were in no yeah, no way, shape, or form appropriate people to be. Yeah, that was a great moment. <laughs> it was great in the books. So it translated really well. So. It was interesting, actually, because they did leave in that little thing where Siri's like, I want my herbs, I want my mushrooms. And they're like, shh. And, like, part of, in, in the book, that's, like, because they are sort of feeding her some of the pre-Witcher stuff, and Triss has, yeah. a, has a coronary about that. Um, and they, they kind of didn't pick that up after. So I don't know if that'll become important later or not, but... Mm. Okay. Well, I feel we covered everything I wanted to cover. Are there any, but I come to this naive, is, are there any things we should be discussing otherwise? Any topics or themes or character arcs that you guys would like to get into? A, a couple of little things I wanted to do. One, one I, I like Nenica here a lot. Of course, I love Adjoa Endo in everything she's in, from like Doctor Who to Bridgerton and everything else. But mm-hmm. I just liked, I liked her character on this. I liked her, you Nenica know, was a mother. Perfect casting. Perfect yes. casting. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I wish we'd spent more time there. I agree, yeah. Well. I just realized we didn't talk about our wandering bard. That was the next thing I was going to point out. <laughs> so, oh, first of all, I don't like the longer hair. I don't know if that's a wig or if that's really <laughs> his hair. His longer hair just didn't, although it kind of does suit the character, you know, but... <laughs> I don't Sometimes know. I question his outfits. I'm like, could they have made that... <laughs> <laughs> one of the but, recaps was like and then Yennefer decided to flee through the town in bright purple leather coats I know right <laughs> <laughs> no one will find you no one will find you in the crowd that that really actually bothered me like I 
when they were in the sewer and then they come out and they're like, ew, we're so dirty. Their cloaks are like clean as like they just came out. Right. Of the Perfect. Like, yeah. <laughs> that yes, their drip game never fails. I mean, if we're nitpicking, the one thing that really bothers me in all TV and, and cinema, but in this show in particular just stands out is a lot of the time in long shots, you see Yen and Geralt together and it's clear that she's about like five foot seven or something and he's six foot one. So there's like a big eight height difference. Yet whenever they have moody, intense scenes together, she's probably eye eye. lots of their eye to eye. And it's just like... It's so <laughs> <amazing>. <laughs> oh, no, he's standing yeah. up I mean, that just like gets me in all cinema, but in this one, it was particularly blatant, I felt. Um, I do need to say that I loved Yaskier and there wasn't enough of him in this season. And yeah. literally every, I was afraid he wouldn't, because I really liked him in the first season. Mm. He's probably like my complete favorite. And I was like, can he yeah. live up to it? I was like, oh my God, he's even better. But there's not enough of him. Mm-hmm. I kind of wonder behind the scenes stuff there that he was such a breakout popular character they thought oh shit we need to rein that in a bit because it's meant to be Geralt and I do wonder like yeah. a bit of behind well, they the scenes they, they going, went out of going. their way to make sure that, they, that he was in the season like they, they wanted yeah. more like, they, they're like if the problem is yeah, he's, if he wasn't in there so the problem is there actually wasn't more to half a century of poetry so yeah, <laughs> yeah there wasn't yeah. enough book material for him they actually right. added a lot more stuff for him right. in the show yeah like like the whole um the whole burn you <laughs> burn, burn, but burn, butcher, burn. Like he's really, really scorned at the yeah. beginning of this. Yeah, break and up I, and song I like that. Taylor could never. <laughs> it's so. And I, love, I love when they finally see each other, and he's like, "Oh, fuck it, come here." Right, you know? right. Like <laughs> after spending half the season, season, after spending half the season all pissed <laughs> off at him, like, "No, we hate him," and like, Bro, forever. Yep. Did you guys notice the, 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 the dialogue when he dissed the first season's plotline? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, no, he was defending it. The uh, the guy at the docks was like, the guy was like, he's like, yes, he's like, my niece likes you. <laughs> right. Oh, man. I will say his wig was astonishingly bad. Just yes. like, <laughs> I mean, I don't even, I don't know how that got past camera tests, to be honest. But <laughs> Not in the budget. Yeah, One like, thing I did love, like he, you know, because he has his his shirt open for some of the season, and right. like you can see the the um the necklaces he's wearing, and one of them is a tuning fork, and I just love that little right. detail. Hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Oh. And with this, and with his shirt open, like it's it's also interesting how last season they let his chest hair run wild, and it was like you know four inches long, and then this season they he's like been trimming it the whole season, except between the second to last and last episode where it grew like two inches. But not the but the hair in his head was the same size, same way. It was like that's were they probably a show? COVID delay oh, thing. That's, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. was it supposed to be like showing time passing? But then they didn't let his hair grow in his head, <laughs> or the wig. <laughs> so, um, what, what was it he says about like when Geralt left him? Like he's like he's like, have you seen these boots or whatever? You left me in a mountain. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I think he, he's he's complaining about like like he's. Like, you know, my, my boots are not exactly like hiking material. Yeah, he's like he's like this is he's like this is Gucci, brother. Um, well whose you know, fault was that? <laughs> I know, right? He's like basic basic white dude. Um and then like you know, he just like they show up to like the, the pool and he's like, Oh, I gotta take a bath. You know, just like very right. I don't know. <laughs> let's 
Give an excuse for Joey Beatty to take some clothes off and show some skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was there for it. I was totally there for it. I was there for it, though. Okay, um, I just need to ask, though, um, I don't usually like rating things, but what's, or ranking things, but what's, what's our preference? Toss a coin or burn butcher burn? That's what I was wondering. I'm, I'm, I, 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 oh. Nothing's going to pass Just, toss a coin. But Burn, toss a coin, sorry. Did you see they asked, um, they asked uh, Henry Cavill in an interview the other day that was like, you know, he's like, you know, man, what, what's it like having people toss coins at you all the time? And he's like, well, no one's done it yet. <laughs> he's like, I guess keep an eye out now. But he's like, please don't toss things at me. Right. <laughs> he's like, I'll so, throw them back at you. So I'll say, I think they both have their benefits. I like them both very much. And toss a coin is definitely a better earworm. Like it, yep. it really sticks right, in there. Right. But I think that Burn Butcher Burn, Burn is a better is song. A like I think Yasker's improved. Like, yeah. Writer. Does that mean we're gonna get a song per season? I think they've indicated <laughs> that they might do that. You gotta at least get that would be great. Season. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like there's gonna be a within if there aren't already, there's gonna be at least a hundred different covers on YouTube. There are. People doing. Like, I'm sure the guy who did, I don't know if you ever saw the metal version of Toss a Coin to Your Witcher. I'm sure he's totally going to do Burn Witcher Burn because that would work even better. <laughs> right. It's just so well, funny. This is probably a good point at which to wrap it up. I mean, it suffices to say that this, you know, two weeks after release is still in the top five on Netflix in most countries. Um, it's clocked up in a ludicrous number of hours. I mean, it's it's not Squid Games in terms of being a cultural phenomenon or Queen's Gambit, yeah. but, but a lot it's of people clearly are. one of their most reliable properties to bring people in. Um, it feels like, in general, season two was more popular than season one, which I guess is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's moving in the right direction, isn't it? So we shall have more of it. And we all liked it more, it sounds like. So well, what about, about um what what do you guys think about this prequel thing they're doing? I didn't even realize that was happening. Yeah, oh no, but, I knew. Did anyone watch the other one? No, they showed there's, some trailer at the end. If, yeah. you know, I guess about like when the Witchers are created, I'm guessing, or yeah. I mean I was I, I was like, Oh, this is new. So, yeah, so there's two. Just expand into the world and milk it for what's worth, Disney style. Just do it. Right. So I mean, if it works, for those who don't know, there were two. There was the one. There was an anime one they did of just before the season aired, about right, the movie, six yeah. months ago. That and that was all. Uh, what's his name's storyline? Um, oh shit, what's his name? Vesemir. Uh, Vesemir's storyline, and it was and it was good, and I liked it. And there is a little cameo by um by young by young Geralt in it, but um but no, and I liked that one a lot actually. And 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 they made for a for a cartoon character they made. They made Vesemir real sexy too. But I mean, he was a real they, badass how do you like our, our Vesemir actor this season. I like him. We haven't mentioned him much. So I didn't like him, but that's partly because I watched The Nightmare of the Wolf and right. Theo James voices him in Nightmare uh-huh. of the Wolf and with a pretty standard British accent. And then it was uh, the same character with a with a significantly yeah, different accent. Yeah, but the they but they were made they made a very strong point of like connecting the the plots so like they actively right. referenced season two the plot of nightmare of the wolf right so yeah. i was like i'm a little like it's nothing really against the actor it was just i was i had it's an image of what older vesemir would sound like in my head and it wasn't right. this 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like character-wise too, like in 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 Nightmare of the Wolf, he's definitely more of a like, you know, rogue, almost like kind of a male Yennefer. Like he's very like roguey, very very commands your attention and steals the script scene where here he's just being more fatherly to, to Geralt. So no, I mean, I guess that's what's yeah. needed for the plot, but yeah. And I guess we can discuss like him and some of the other kind of secondary characters. Like, I, I guess like, you know, the internet and people were upset because they killed that school. That's the, it's uh, interesting that we finally got there. Because that's the main, that's the crust of the the, the Reddits and the the other internet. Yeah, I was less upset that he was the show. Like I can accept that. Like you're getting rid of some characters. I mean, I, I like Eskel, but like you know, I get it. If you want to, you know, shed some characters, but it's just like he showed up and he was just kind of a shit, and he it just was a it didn't even seem like the same character. You yeah, know, you could have just had well, that be random Witcher number three or something. Um, so they could have. They they probably. I feel like they probably should have done that. But on the other hand. Esco is basically random Witcher number three in the books. Right. And in any other right, Witcher, right. Witcher three. Because people love Esco because of the Witcher three. And because yeah. of specific yeah. two major, uh, two pretty important, but not, he's not even in Witcher three that much. But they're fun. <laughs> is he Witcher one? Yeah. I don't think anybody liked him in Witcher one. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like they could have made some different choices that wouldn't have pissed off the internet, but also the internet is being okay. stupid. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, you don't have to yeah. necessarily worry about that. I don't, I don't think it's like the biggest thing to rage about. You know, it just was a, I don't know. Like if if he had had his his if his characterization had been consistent, then you killed him. I would have been like whatever. But I just, I if he just swapped names with Cohen, I feel like the internet wouldn't care. Right, right. Because yeah, suddenly he's bringing in you know <laughs> sex workers, and, and you're like, what is happening? They're like in hiding, you know. Some <laughs> which is like, right. We're, we're up here keeping quiet at our castle for the winter, so we don't get murdered. Basically, <laughs> they're like bringing people in from the outside. Uh, I don't care. I mean, I'm okay with it. I, I liked I liked the whole Witcher crew that we had, the, I mean, the the crew of Witchers. You know, I thought they worked well, and I don't care what was changed. I don't. I didn't mind that half of them got killed. <laughs> I I thought it made for a really. I thought it made for a really you know I, I just didn't more like interesting finale, it, but... and I think I think it made for a really good finale battle where we got to see and we got to see a lot more a lot of really what. Witchering means in a battle versus just a regular swords guy, you know. I mean, we got mm. to see all the different right. signs. We got, we saw, I think, all of the signs yeah, at yeah. one point or another. The four major ones, at least, you know, from the games, we got to see them all. And yeah, I think I, any, I like anyone that. playing the games was totally like, oh, it's hard. You know? Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, it was great to see them actually doing witchering and to pull some stuff in from the games. And then you have all the stuff with the monoliths. And then um, I guess the. Um, like the Witcher tree that ended up being like a pillar or whatever. Like they had all of the medallions of all the Witchers. That's like something they invented for the show. I thought was really cool. Yeah. That's kind of like uh, that's how they honor the dead, you know? I feel like that's also kind of a magical bullshit. Well, the, ma- the monolith things. The, 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 the Witcher shrine are cool. Yeah. I just meant the shrine. Mad- the shrine is really cool. The shrine well, is the, cool. The, the, mon- the monoliths the, the are monoliths clearly are. their way of kind of like slightly unmagicking series eventual abilities, I think. So. Yeah, they have, yes, have but... something. For the audience to kind of have a fall through, I guess. 
makes sense. I guess it's still just feeling magical bullshit to me. Um, <laughs> well, all magic is bullshit, right? I mean, right. Well, it's that okay. I disagree. You can make See, that I disagree. Well, you can There's magic that makes sense. You know, I'm okay yeah, with that. Yeah, but I feel I, I don't know. I feel like the magic in the books makes sense, and this magic of Malolives and the and the whatever the, the weird demon villain. I'm, I'm gonna say, and it's not it's not necessarily a very logical thing it's just from my personal feeling it feels like magical I know, I know. but it sounds like my son like we, we um they have like the it's christmas obviously and they have the the christmas chronicles on netflix which is like kurt russell is santa and stuff and he said to me he said daddy this this is the this is the santa movie that makes the most sense you know, I mean, it explains everything because it's like in the in the movie, Santa's got you know a bag, and he reaches in, and there's a wormhole, and the L, it's like all like kind of like trying to science and explain how it all works, you know. And I'm like, but at the end of the day, you know, it's all just magical bullshit. I, um, as I long think as you, as long as you, I think you should listen to your son more. With your your son more. <laughs> I think you should listen to your son more. I think he's making a very good point. <laughs> No, I, I like it when it makes sense, but like I said, if you if you set rules to your world and then you break them, you know, willy-nilly, then I don't like that. But as long as you give me rules and I can say, okay, I can hold you to them, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Agree. Well, I think we should end it here, partly because David at some point has to go to work, partly because yeah. it's half night. I'm old, so I need to go to bed. Is everyone <laughs> is everyone going to watch The Blood Origin? Did Did the trailer get you interested or no? I mean, no. eventually. I don't even know when it comes out. So. It's coming I mean, out sometime next year. If the pandemic continues, I will watch everything because right. there's nothing. Did you watch Nightmare of the Wolf? I mean, no, yeah. No, but, you know. I watched the Polish TV. Witcher TV show. I'll probably watch this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's and Michelle Yeoh's in it. So, I mean, I'll see it just for her. She's so good in yeah, that. She looks good in the trailer, too. As a the final, hexer is all final, on YouTube, by the way. As a final note. Um, they will anyways. <laughs> speaking of comic books, have you read um, Michael Chabon's Cavalier and Clay? I have not yet. I haven't, I haven't read comics in about a decade, but I used to. <laughs> well, it's not a comic. It's a book kind of like about comics. It's kind of, right. yeah. Yep, yep. What is it called? Yeah, because for I've a Star Trek fan, I was wondering, I guess, if you had, but yeah. What is it called? Kevlar, yeah, no, um, yeah it's right. based on Kevlar. Schuster and the the and the the Superman writers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, well, yeah, and a couple of other characters at that time. Um, I think I'm gonna say something really stupid now, and then we can end the Skype call because no one will say <laughs> something stupid. I think <laughs> it is a great American novel, capital G, capital A, capital N, and that is like such a pompous and meaningless statement. I think we should now end <laughs> things before. <laughs> well he's a good writer i haven't read it but it's one it's on my like one of these days lists <laughs> he's, he's been trying to adapt it for like 10 years and it's finally kind of being adapted so i'm really excited oh cool interesting uh, anyway new year everybody um this was fun despite my sort of despondent low energy vibes upon entry for which i apologize <laughs> you guys definitely energize me so thank you very much for that I know, it's so good to be back. I haven't done one in forever. So. Going to your bunker. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for editing, Adam. I will take care of it. Thank you. Thank you for hosting. Thank you, Bina. Bye-bye, dear listeners. Stay safe, stay jabbed. Thank you.
increase your jabs. Yeah. More jabs are good. Um, <laughs> yeah. If anyone sure I'm always got a knows what to do for recording on Discord that doesn't involve Craig, please do let us know and you'll win glory and honor. Thank <laughs> you. Any kind of multi channel recording, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Thank you so much. It was fun. Thanks, Bina. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been the most beautiful audience. Remember to toss a coin if you can. If anyone needs me, I'll be at the bar. What for is the point of no return. After everything we did, we saw you turned your back on me. Is this the first book of the new year? I believe. God, so. I hope so. I believe so. <laughs> What's yeah. that? 2022. Yay. Happy oh. New Year. <laughs> um, actually, guys, I think 2012 was our initiating year. Oh, God. It's 10 I know. year anniversary. What, 2012? I think so, yeah. That was at least when I was recording um, the, the Cora stuff. Oh, oh, 10-year anniversary. I was listening to this. I remember we were listening to this. Okay. As young as she they have one. They have yeah. no choice. They have no choice but to wait her up. If because you know it's going to come. What's going to come? <laughs> Tell me and I'll cut it very, off. Very, very... Uh, right, right. <laughs> but, yes, yeah, no, basically, Siri, Siri goes through kind of an arc of, like, what if Arya Stark on the in the Riverlands, but she was Sansa instead, and like <laughs> it's 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 some of the grimmest and most like intense stuff I've read. You, you know I'm gonna book. Google this right. So can you just tell me in like two sentences? It's, it's hard. To, it's hard to. It's, she basically falls in with a lot of of, of um of kind of rascals who are very nihilistic and the, you know like like kind of the broken men of. Song of Ice and Fire, except that they're like young teenagers. She oh, gets okay. raped by one of them, but they fall in love. It's a girl. She falls in love with her rapist, sort of. Um, no, she, oh no. She ends up having like a. Yeah. She kind of rejects her her whole identity as Siri. Then she is hunted down. But like one of the other things they're setting up in the series is obviously like the different factions all aligning to find Siri, and that becomes a major thing because somebody actually does find her, and he is like the Hound, only evil and horrible, and right. just the scariest fucking person you've met in fantasy in a long time. And um, so he never rapes her, although he threatens to a couple times. And um, I, I basically he murders all of her friends in front of her. Um, cuts off their heads and like brings them to someone um then he forces her to fight and like drugged in an arena it's 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 a lot of dark yeah. stuff like that's just the beginning really? of it, it really oh. is intense. yeah yeah and where's Geralt doing all of this her it's her a hard looking they get separated her. he's they, looking for her yeah you know, very very far away yeah the, most of this Basically, whole storyline happens well, yeah basically the driving plot of going forward book three four but book four four and five are 
Carol looking for Siri. Right. And what Siri's up to. Very different in tone. I mean, this season was in some ways quite light and kind and glow up, right? Oh, yeah. And that, yeah. And they dark they they darkened it significantly on a TV show because if they just adapt the books, it would be two episodes, maybe. God. Yeah, I genuinely I, like the Siri and the rats is something that I I really wonder how they're going to adapt because it's like right. it is just one of those things that made just a tremendous impact. Like it, it was very hard for me to keep reading. It's sold in flashback, mm. if that helps. It's like slightly, slightly removed, but yeah. like. So yeah, they have no choice but to major up. Yeah. Yeah, putting her, putting a little girl through that would be just creepy, even creepier and more ick to watch. <laughs> yeah, On the other hand, okay. Siri does become like a very. Right. She, she right. becomes a very kick-ass like bisexual right. protagonist without any hang-ups about being bisexual at all. Yeah. And like. Right. That's nice. And I think the actress is like twenty, right? So I mean, when they when they 21, shot this, yeah, when they shot this, she was like probably like fifteen or sixteen, but she looked younger, and now she's mm-hmm. kind of caught up. So. Mm. I feel sad now. <laughs> it's Sorry, yeah, I don't also know. it's not a happy storyline. It's not a happy storyline. <laughs> and it ends even less happily, although I love the ending. Oh god, am 